listening to Hymns Illustrated, where hymns are explored, appreciated, and illustrated through stories, testimonies, and edifying conversation. I'm your host and fellow hymn fan, Kristen Eifeldano. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for listening in today. I hope that your week has been productive and reflective as you have been preparing your heart for our celebration this coming Sunday. I'm recording this on Thursday, and tonight I'm remembering the Thursday night before Jesus' crucifixion, a momentous night in history when Jesus washed the feet of his disciples before he ate the Last Supper. And when he instituted communion for us as an act of remembrance of his broken body and his spilled blood on our behalf. And we know also that he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane this night, and he prayed specifically for us in that prayer. He prayed for those that God the Father would give him. And I'm remembering how he was arrested and betrayed. He prayed that if it was God's will for the cup of crucifixion to pass him by, and then he said, nevertheless, what thou will. He completely surrendered himself to God the Father, knowing what pain, physical, emotional, spiritual pain was awaiting him, and knowing he was about to take on himself all the sin of the world, including mine and including yours, Last Saturday, I sent out somewhat last minute. Next year, hopefully, I'll be more on the ball and give everyone a longer heads up. But I had emailed a hymn guide for Holy Week in infographic form with a hymn suggestion for each day this week. And then also in the Hymns for Life membership, I posted a reflection for each day because it's so important that we remember. So the hymn for today is Lead Me to Calvary, and I'll read a bit of it here for you. King of my life, I crown thee now. Thine shall the glory be, lest I forget thy thorn-crowned brow. Lead me to Calvary. And then, of course, the refrain, which is familiar, lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine agony, lest I forget thy love for me, lead me to Calvary. Show me the tomb where thou wast laid, tenderly mourned and wept. Angels in robes of light arrayed guarded thee while thou slept. Let me like Mary through the gloom come with a gift to thee. Show to me now the empty tomb, lead me to Calvary. May I be willing, Lord, to bear daily my cross for thee even thy cup of grief to share. Thou hast borne all for me. That was by Jenny Evelyn Hussey in 1921. Jenny began writing poetry when she was a child, and her first poems were published when she was just 13. And she also wrote short stories, articles, and even crochet needlework designs for magazines when she was just 16. A little background there. Never hurts, right? Anyway, that hymn was a bonus hymn. If you were listening the weekend before Sunday, Easter Sunday, I have a couple more hymn recommendations for you 
to help prepare our heart for a big celebration on Sunday. For tomorrow, Good Friday, either look this up online or you might have this in your hymnal, but I'm recommending Stricken, Smitten, and Afflicted by Thomas Kelly. It is in a minor key, I believe, which is very appropriate um, for its subject matter. And it really takes you to the foot of the cross and equally mourns the death of Christ while rejoicing in his resurrection. And I think that what makes us such a fitting hymn for Good Friday is that it teaches a biblical understanding of our sin. We tend to focus a lot on the love of Christ when we think of his death on the cross, and well, we should. But the more we understand how our sin played a role in the grand redemption story, the better we can rejoice come Sunday. And I'll read just um, a tiny bit here. If you think of sin but lightly, nor suppose the evil great, when you see its nature rightly, here its guilt may estimate. And that here is talking about being at the foot of the cross. It's when you stand there in your mind and in your heart and you reflect on what was happening at that moment. And I love how this hymn closes with these reassuring words, none shall ever be confounded who on him their hope have built. And then for Saturday, the day between Jesus' death and resurrection, the hymn I recommend listening to or reading is a modern hymn you may know by Keith Getty and Stuart Townend, The Power of the Cross. And this hymn is fitting because it is a triumphant song, Think Sunday, about the cross, Think Friday. Oh, to see my name written in the wounds, for through your suffering I am free. Death is crushed to death, life is mine to live, won through your selfless love. This the power of the cross, Son of God slain for us. What a love, what a cost. We stand forgiven at the cross. And then for Sunday, I recommend listening to or reading again our hymn of the month, Thine Be the Glory. So let's remember it together, shall we? Thine Be the Glory is our hymn of the month. Endless is the Victory is our theme of the month. And Christ is Glory Worthy is our theme for this week as we look at stanza one. If you can't tell, I am doing my best to be more systematic and having an outline and a plan as we study each hymn of the month. And if you are a Hymns for Life member, you will see that also reflected in the devotional guides. For April, the devotional guide is not as aligned with the podcast. It still works. It's still all relevant and helps enhance our hymn study. But um, going forward, there will be a little more alignment as we approach our hymn study and take it apart stanza by stanza every month. Hymns for Life is a new online membership that gives you a multi-page hymn study devotional guide each month, access to a live study module where I will be dropping, um, which I'm already doing this month, and I will continue to drop supplemental links based on each theme and the weekly focus. And these links are things like audio clips and YouTube videos and 
related devotional articles just to help you think through the truth in each stanza. It's kind of a live study program. And then membership also includes a few extra resources um, like him quote greeting cards that you can print and share with others, quotes that you can display in a frame or on your fridge, and word search puzzles, coloring page, um, multiple coloring pages, usually, well, a couple of them at least. And then kids' resources are coming, by the way. So excited about that. Uh, but that's a little bit about Hymns for Life since. I did mention it. If you would like to learn more, you can find that out at hymnsillustrated.com slash join. Again, that's hymnsillustrated.com slash join. Now, our hymn of the month is a short hymn, Thy Me the Glory, three stanzas. We're looking at stanza one today. I will read that for you. Thine be the glory, risen, conquering sun. Endless is the victory thou or death has won. Angels in bright raiment rolled the stone away, kept the folded grave clothes where thy body lay. And then the refrain, Thine be the glory, risen, conquering sun. Endless is the victory thou or death has won. So just a few thoughts today to help you think through stanza one. We see here that Christ is worthy of glory. It's in the title, it's in the refrain, and it's right at the beginning of stanza one. The word glory has different meanings in different contexts, but the overall takeaway from scripture is that God's glory is the beauty of his character that emanates from him and distinguishes him from his creation. We see this in Romans 1, 21 through 23. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. So when we sing, Thine be the glory, we are acknowledging Christ as God the Son and we are ascribing glory to him in much the same way David did in First Chronicles 16, 28-29. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. So in this this segment right here, I want to draw your attention to three reasons why Christ is worthy of glory, worthy of our ascribing glory to him. And the first one is Christ is worthy of glory because he is risen from the dead. Thine be the glory risen conquering son. Now it's one thing to be risen from the dead. Lazarus would know that. And it's quite another thing to raise yourself from the dead. So go ahead and marvel and think this one through while you are giving him the glory. Because when he rose from the dead, it was forever, and it's pretty miraculous. Don't ever let that miraculousness, I don't know if that's a word, but don't let, don't lose sight of that. Point number two I want to make is Christ is glory worthy because when he rose from the dead, he conquered death and secured the endless victory over sin and Satan and death forever. First Corinthians 15, 26, which is part of the resurrection chapter, says the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. And he did that. 
thine be the glory, risen, conquering son. And the final point is Christ is glory worthy or worthy of our ascribing him the glory due to his name because he is God himself. Thine be the glory, risen, conquering son. Son of God is implied there, and it's another way of saying he is God himself. He is deity. He is the second person of the Godhead. He is Messiah. He's the risen, conquering son, and all glory is due his name. And I'll go ahead and read the rest of the hymn since Sunday is coming. Lo, Jesus meets us, risen from the tomb. Lovingly, he greets us, scatters fear and gloom. Let the church with gladness hymns of triumph sing, for her Lord now liveth, death has lost its sting. No more we doubt thee, glorious Prince of life. Life is not without thee. Aid us in our strife. Make us more than conquerors through thy deathless love. Bring us safe through Jordan to thy home above. And I look forward to, in the next two weeks, throughout the rest of this month, still dwelling on Christ's glory and the triumph of his victory over death on the cross. Uh, We have reason to celebrate all month long and forever. Uh, So that is our, that is the close of our segment, our remember segment. And next, we're going to discover a little known hymn. But before I do, I want to invite you to share a hymn testimonial here on the podcast. We've been blessed with several wonderful stories about hymns and why they are meaningful to you, but the well is dry and we need some more. It's really easy to do. You can either write your testimonial out and email it to me, or you can record it on your phone in a video or audio recording. If that's a video recording, no worries. I will be the only person to see it, and I will just take the audio out and put that here in the podcast. And then you can send it to Kristen at hymnsillustrated.com. That's Kristen with a K and ends with an E-N. And I'm looking for short testimonials under two minutes that name a favorite hymn, why it's meaningful to you, and maybe a little bit about yourself and your favorite stanza. For a little more guidance, you can go over to hymnsillustrated.com slash podcast. I realize I just gave you a lot there. Hymnsillustrated.com slash podcast. And my email is Kristen with a K, ending in an E-N at hymnsillustrated.com. All right, now let's look at that little known hymn together. I will read to you, Praise the Savior. This is from the Psalter Hymnal, and I am from the Baptist denomination, and I know that in my circles we do not sing this, but I I would not be a bad idea if we did. It was originally, well, I don't know if it was originally published, but it was published in the Swedish Choral Book as well in 1697, and it looks like it was written way back in five. 30. Uh, well, the author, VHC Fortunatus, lived from 530 to 609, and it was translated, I thank the Lord for translators, by Augustus Nelson. And it does not say what year it was translated, but I am about to read that to you. 
and it is an Easter hymn. Praise the Savior now and ever. Praise him all beneath the skies, prostrate, lying, suffering, dying on the cross, a sacrifice. Victory gaining, life obtaining, now in glory he doth rise. Man's work faileth, Christ availeth, he is all our righteousness. He our Savior has forever set us free from dire distress. Through his merit we inherit light and peace and happiness. Sin's bonds severed, we're delivered, Christ has bruised the serpent's head. Death no longer is the stronger, hell itself is captive-led. Christ has risen from death's prison, o'er the tomb his light has shed. For his favor, praise forever, unto God the Father sing. Praise the Savior, praise him ever, Son of God, our Lord and King. Praise the Spirit through Christ's merit. He doth us salvation bring. And your mission, should you choose to accept it, is this. As you sing this Sunday, identify a single line from a hymn or song that you sing that stands out to you, and then share it afterward in conversation with a fellow church member. Thanks for listening to Hymns Illustrated. If you were blessed by what you heard today, you can say thank you by leaving a review on iTunes, sharing the show with a friend, or by shopping at christianbook.com using the affiliate link in the show notes. All of these gestures keep Hymns Illustrated going and growing. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, keep your hymnal open. Mm